Welcome to the AI on Action podcast, the show where we break down the hype and highlight the practical benefits of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence on our everyday lives. Subscribe to the podcast, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any Android podcast of choice. Welcome to the AI in Action podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kelly. Our guest today is Kieran McCory. Kieran is the National Technology Officer at Microsoft Ireland. Kieran, very welcome to the show. Thank you. Kieran, tell us a little bit about your role at Microsoft Ireland. So, um, as you mentioned, I'm the National Technology Officer. You can think of that as a Chief Technology Officer, but a real focus on national programs and national imperatives. So, helping shape the strategy for various technology aspects of the country, getting involved in nationwide uh, nationwide programs. A big focus on education as well. So Microsoft has had tremendous success in embedding itself in the community in Ireland through a variety of different initiatives. We can see that actually mirrored across the world. Tell us a little bit about some of the initiatives that you've been involved in in North and South of Ireland. Yeah, sure. So thanks for calling that out, by the way. Um, next year will be our 35th year in Ireland. So we've been here a long time. Um, we feel very embedded, as you mentioned, and very connected in to the community. Um, and I suppose it really does come from the top of the company. You know, our our CEO rebranded the company some time ago and the, the mission statement within Microsoft is to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. And that's what we, we set out to do. Um, we have a rich and a wide set of tools and technologies and platforms. And we want those tools to be able to be used by people for the betterment of society, um, betterment of business too, but the betterment of society. So you know, we're really engaged with the community, especially um, with respect to the data center area as well. But our outreach into schools and education is really significant. AI has a big role to play in that. Obviously, um, AI is the future of technology. Um, I think it's really important that we have the right focus in the curriculum and in um, education at the school level, primary and post-primary, and even upskilling people sort of mid-career as well. So yeah, we've done a lot um, in in the South. Uh, you may be familiar with the dream space environment that we have in one Microsoft place. Um, since we've opened that, we've had 18,000 kids um, through that environment uh, twice a day. We run classes, we encourage critical thinking, exposure to STEM, AI. And just a couple of weeks ago, we announced uh, a dream space that's going to be um, built in Northern Ireland as well, in Belfast, um, for the start of next academic year. So the, the outreach into the community and, I guess, investing for society's future is really, really important. Yeah, I've had the opportunity to attend some of the initiatives and you can see from the people that are doing this, they're very focused on doing a good job and it's a lot of empathy and also very much taking into consideration of different people's backgrounds, different people's abilities. Yeah. You're also um, kind of very friendly towards making uh, people who've got autism, allowing yeah. them a kind of a nice working environment, which has been a really good move in terms of kind of bringing in diversity. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? There's a strong um, focus on diversity and inclusion within the company globally, especially also here in Ireland. Um, we have a broad neurodiversity program, so we're very autism, ADHD, um, ASD friendly environment to work. Um, you know, people that, that fall in that part of the spectrum have huge capability and skills to bring. And I think for a long time, it's been not really recognized. And we're keen to, to really do that and leverage that as much as, as possible. Yeah, it's great to see so many uh, companies actually starting to, to leverage that. And 
we see with such a skills demand, so many uh, people who've got autism have so much to offer, but a lot, a lot, a lot of time they can be left unemployed just purely because the environment might necessarily suit them as well. So it's, it's really, really great to see that. Tell us a little bit about why cloud and AI has been such an important area of focus for, for Microsoft and, and the results that have come in terms of cloud adoption and using Azure, it, it's just it just compounding and compounding. Tell us why it's such an important area and why you see this is probably looking to continue. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned earlier that we see AI as being the future of technology. Um, and AI is not new, it's been around for a while, but it's really taken off in the last few years. You know, it's, it's, its its origins reach back to the 1950s and the Dartmouth Convention and that kind of stuff. But I suppose there's three things that have really um, come about over the last number of years that have accelerated the importance of AI in technology. And that's the um, the volume of data that's available now, the, the capability to compute against that data, the processing of it, and just advances in, in algorithms and in fact, there was an article um, in MIT Technology Review just last week that mentioned, I hope I get this right now because it's quite complicated, but um, there's a seven times faster rate associated with the doubling of computing power required to train AI models over the last five or six years. So you've got this kind of convergence of a lot of different things. You know, there, there's 163 zettabytes worth of data that's being produced per year, um, by 2020. I, I think there's another figure that states something like there's 20,000 times more data being produced now than there was 20 to 30 years ago. Um, you've got devices everywhere, 11 billion IoT devices on the planet only 7 billion people. Um, so there's data coming from everywhere. And we've now got just the, the capability to, to process that data and do great things with it. it. It kind of leads in nicely to my next question. Tell us about some of the, the cognitive services that Microsoft employ to help businesses succeed. Because for a lot of this information and data, yeah. people want to get insights to be able to actually start to, well, what does this mean for me? And how can I give a better customer experience? Because Digital transformation is, is constantly quoted, but ultimately comes down to how do I give a fantastic customer experience or user experience, that kind of Netflix out of the box, you know, experience. And tell us how that actually um, is eased for people who want to adopt and start to leverage this. Well, it's all based on, on easy access and it's based on easy access to AI services from the cloud. So you could think of it almost from an entry level capability where um, we have cloud services that allow you to create chatbots really easily. Um, if you've got an existing FAQ, for example, or just a, a help file, you can create a chatbot. Um, now it'll be pretty primitive, but you'll, it'll be a chatbot nevertheless in just a few minutes and a few mouse clicks. So we've got services at that level. We've got more sophisticated services, again, enabled from the cloud um, that are focused on cognitive services, cognitive capability. So the ability to upload an image and do image recognition on it, identify what's in the image. Um, also the same kinds of services for text, um, speech recognition services. 
Um, just as a, a little anecdote, we had a German exchange student staying with us a few weeks ago, and I downloaded our Microsoft's translator app, and I was able to speak in English with the phone in the middle, and it was translated in real time into German for her, and she could speak in German back to me, and this is all enabled from the cloud. So you've got the entry level, I guess, sort of chatbot level, you've got more the platform capability for more sophisticated applications, and then we've got cloud capabilities for machine learning and deep learning models as well. So for business uh, business executives or you know consumers sitting in the sitting in the car or listening to this podcast at the moment, can you share some examples in Ireland where some things that are manually uh, getting done but are now being automated to free people up to do better work uh, across the board? So perhaps something that, that everyone will be familiar with and recognize fairly easily is the work that Dublin Airports Authority has done just recently, um, really to optimize the flow of passengers from land side to air side. So, you know, at busy times of the year, there's nothing more frustrating than being stuck in a security line for ages. And you could be thinking, well, why are there only three lines open here when there's another five sitting empty? Um, so, so DAA, in conjunction with using our technology, have started to analyze the, the flow rates and throughputs um, and using AI to optimize that, um, you, could th you could think about how this was done manually before with someone looking at it and going, well, maybe on a Monday we should have additional lanes. But with AI, you can scale that out and improve it massively. And you can begin to take in other factors like, well, we know there are going to be more flights leaving on in this particular week than another week. So you can begin to model for that and predict for that. You can begin to model and predict for external events like weather or security issues and that kind of stuff. So that's just one example. Um, in I suppose the, the sort of retail and, and commercial sector, we've got examples of Musgraves. Um, uh, who are using AI to optimize their stock control and distribution systems um, as well. And just to go back to my chatbots, we did some work with the, uh, with the health service in Northern Ireland a while ago um, to allow clinicians to use a chatbot to get real-time information on patient information. So, you know, previously they may have had to phone through to a ward or a department to get some information. Um, and all that information was stored in a database. So now they can simply from a mobile device um, put in some details and get real-time test information of where a patient might be or are they in their bed on a ward or away for a test. I think the, there's also another example that was shared and Microsoft went to last year where they're using computer vision within a factory. I think that was uh, selling orange juice. And vision was just looking at some of the uh, cartons. And as the cartons uh, got teared or slightly uh, bunged up, they would notify the, the members of staff. And the difference to this was that if a carton went into the van, and if it was damaged slightly, the chance of that actually bursting would be could be at a tenfold, and over over a year that could be seventy five to one hundred fifty thousand euro worth loss of damage, where the computer vision just spots that, notifies it. They literally just take the crease out of the carton box, and that could be the difference between spillage or wastage as, as well. So there's there's so many nice examples that you can share and on the safety side as well it's a great example of using those computer vision cloud services to certainly optimize that activity we've done similar work in terms of petrol stations as well where we can identify people that are maybe smoking for example at a petrol station and it causes an alert 
Um, and there's, there's also work done, there was some work done in, in the US using this kind of technology where they looked at um, vehicles going through a four-way junction and could, you know, again, use AI to identify trouble, um, trouble issues, hot spots, that kind of stuff. So the computer vision stuff is really, really powerful. You couldn't have done that ten years ago. Today, yeah, but you can do it. Today. And, and you, you also kind of eating your own dog food as well in terms of kind of propensity models, looking at uh, internally how you're purchasing things, your your own kind of existing uh, kind of performance. You can you can look at that. Some of the other devices I found quite interesting is when's the best time to email a person yeah. to get a response. So early morning is best for me because I usually do a bit of work before the kids get up or back in the evening time. Uh, so it's trying to kind of figure out when's the optimal time to close off a potential contract as well. Yeah. So, there's, so there's a variety of different use cases for, for businesses. They just need to kind of think about uh, d- different uh, creative cre- creative ways to come up with them. So there's two bits I'd like to pick up on that. And you're quite right, because we, 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 we use what we sell and we sell what we use, basically to use an old expression. Um, uh, w- with respect to Understanding people, understanding people's behavior in the workplace. I get a report every Monday morning that tells me about my um, use of email and collaboration tools over the last week, and it tells me, um, gives me information about who I communicated most with, also how many um, emails I sent after half past five, how many I sent very early in the morning, how much free time I had blocked out in order to give me time to think and to pause and to reflect and to be more effective. Um, so, you know, on the one hand, yes, you can use AI to optimize processes and, and improve bottom lines and things like that, but it's really important to use it for well-being and people behavior as well. And it goes back maybe to your first question about the importance of AI as a, a tool for betterment in society. Yeah, I think we all run very fast and that think time is, is, is very, very important. So we're a couple of days away from the AI awards and Microsoft after principal sponsors once again and, and supporters and um, tell us a little bit what we're most looking forward to on Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to seeing the breadth of ideas and creativity um, uh, coming in you know I, I think it's very easy when you work in the tech space and you maybe have a slightly narrow view or a, a, you only operate within your domain and you have kind of preset views for what you can do with AI and I've mentioned what I normally think of when I think of AI, but it never surprises me when we uh, are engaged and involved with events like this, or we attend other symposia or events. You just see sort of left field ideas coming out, and you, and you go, why didn't I think of that? You know, a bit of an Oscar Wilde moment there. And uh, so it's really exciting to, to see um, how other people can use technology and and, uh, and leverage the platform. So that's that's what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, I, I think what was really exciting this year going through the applications was how some people just had some real pain points and frustrations and they just started to apply AI to those frustrations because they just wanted to fix the problem. Yeah. That suddenly turned into, well, actually there's a market for this. Um, well, our guest today has been Kieran McCorry. Kieran is the National Technology Officer at Microsoft Ireland. Kieran, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Richard. Now in its second year, AI Ireland, in collaboration with principal sponsor Microsoft, present the AI Awards. Come join us at the Gibson Hotel on the 20th of November 2019 and see the best that Ireland has to offer in AI and data science. To find out more, head over to www.aiawards.ie slash tickets. That's www.aiawards.ie slash tickets. 
please feel free to reach out to me at mark at aiawards.ie.